Welcome to Have a Drink, where you learn along with us about what you drink. My name is Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker. I'm Casey Price, and today we have joining us a few other fellows from uh, from the, around the U.S., if you will. We'll go ahead and start over here on my right side of the table. Hi, I'm Jim Nash. I'm the gnarly gnome. Hi, it's Smoke. I go by Eric. Excellent. So today we are at... White Labs in Asheville. We're actually on location. On location. It's very different for us. Uh, Gnome is Hashtag very... Hashtag Drinktacular. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Drinktacular. Uh, you guys uh, may be missing out. Actually, I know if you're pretty much listening to this, you're missing out. Uh, we've been here all weekend. We still got the rest of tonight that we're going to be partying up in Asheville. We've been doing all kinds of great tours. The cumulative hangover is probably going to kill me. Nobody... But so far, nobody's died. Nobody's gotten arrested. Nobody... like. We're good. We're doing good, man. <laughs> We're in the home stretch. So wait, hang on. Is this going to be... <laughs> we, we, we like to wait till the last one before yes, that yeah. happens. Knock Look. on wood. No, no. I've been counting all these chickens. They haven't hatched yet, but I'm pretty sure that they're all in place. Is this going to be the, the, the post-mortem for Drinktacular 2019? <laughs> but did you die? <laughs> did, I mean... In memoria. Yeah. We're recording this now, but, you know... 20 minutes from now, people are going to look back on this and remember when they were alive. That's a good point. They were so confident. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, it's been a great weekend so far. We've had amazing tours. I think we started the morning off uh, today with uh, a special behind-the-scenes tour at New Belgium, which was amazing. Well, we started off with stupid big biscuits from Biscuit Head. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone was waddling into New Belgium already full. Just like, oh... Look, you you have to waddle post gravy flight. Yes, <laughs> flights of gravy only in flights. North Carolina, yes, folks. You heard it. Yeah, it is a thing. The gravy comes in flights. So uh, we were at New Belgium where we got to have a couple samples straight from the bright tanks. Yeah, that was that was a treat. I don't think I've ever tasted beer that different from beer in the bottle. The version in the bottle. The the freshness, the fresh- all about the fresh. The freshest Voodoo Ranger you're ever Yeah, we got to have the, the Imperial, Im- Imperial yeah. Voodoo Ranger straight out of the bright tank. We got to have Fat Tire straight out of the bright tank. I'm always curious how much of it is that the beer is fresher and it tastes better. How and much like is it, just and how much is like the, just being there, like tucked underneath of this brew with all these pipes around you and you're you know getting beer straight. I don't know how much is. You know, if we could the take other, the bright right. tanks outside of the brewery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, but that was by far the best fat tire I've ever had. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I, I just remember those uh, those beverages being so much more cloyingly sweet, and they were dry. Like, they were very dry beverages, whatever, beers, whenever we Especially were. Especially the Imperial uh, Voodoo Ranger. That yeah. was like deliciously dry in the best sort of way i think it goes back to just fresh beer tastes better yeah and yeah. when we are getting these in bottles they may be i mean for me it could be six months old to be perfectly honest oh so it only six be bottle conditioning my uh my fat tire all your ipas you bottle <laughs> yeah. condition yeah, yeah. <laughs> does new belgium bottle condition anything i know sierra nevada where we were at yesterday yeah. does at least i think they still do i don't know that for a <laughs> fact i shouldn't say um, that without looking it up but yeah i don't I don't, I don't think I don't New Belgium think, does. I don't, but I don't think they, they do. do. I, don't think they no. do. Mm-hmm. I think everything's pasteurized before it goes in the bottle. Even on their sour beers, they pasteurize it. Right, um, right. I think I remember reading that about Felix and Oscar, at least. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't change as. I mean, it changes, but right. not the same way. Now, did somebody say they tried a stout while they were there? Over at New Belgium? Like, I've never seen a, a New Belgium uh, stout. Yeah. yeah. That, I brought yep. that up, and he said that is actually a one-off 
test kind of thing for the Asheville Brewery. And it was delicious. So they don't like they don't intend to distribute a stout. They don't intend to make it nationally available. Crying so it's thing? like you gotta if you want a nice uh, cacao coffee stout, you gotta come to Asheville. And uh, you and get if that you new get Belgium. in the car right now, you can come meet us, and uh, <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> be here for a few hours. Yeah, I think uh, well. we'll still be out. Yeah, we're still so yeah. Uh, currently at White Labs, uh, you want to talk about getting really nerdy about uh, <laughs> beer and craft beer? <laughs> we're at a yeast lab, mm. and uh, I believe uh, we have a little bit of history and a little to know about White Labs. Yeah, yeah. For the for the uninitiated, yeah, if you're a home brewer, you're very uh, very. On par with, you know what's happening. Am I allowed to drink while we learn, or am I supposed to wait until no. afterwards? I think you can drink. You okay, can drink. I'm just making well, sure. Well, which one do we want to start? Uh, yeah, that's sipping. true. Let's 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 just jump yeah. right into what we've got and here in front of us. Well, we've got we've got two porters here that they've they've made. They are identical, except one <laughs> is the, the 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 yeast is the only thing that's different between yep. them. Irish L yeast M1. WLP 004, and San Francisco Lager Yeast, your steam beer yeast. San um, Francisco Treat, I believe they call it. It is. Uh, WLP oh, I think that's trademarked. They put <laughs> rice aroni in beer now? That's <laughs> anyhow. Oh, right. That should be uh, ABM right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's got rice in it, so uh, no corn syrup, though. Uh, uh, <laughs> or yeast. <laughs> so or hops. On the first beer, I think we've got, everybody go ahead and take a drink. The WLP 004. Which one is that? Um, it is the, the one that's more one brown. Be browner. Yep. The brown, the same the brown. Once again, like yeah, murky, murky person here. You're yeah, hurting yeah, yeah. Me. Murky, muddy water. Yeah, okay. So they say, and and this is the cool thing about White Labs, you know that they've gotten the the yeast from somebody specific, but they can't come out and say, right. oh, this is that beer from where. But it, it basically says the yeast is from one of the oldest stout producing breweries in the world. It's great for many beer styles, but really shines in a multi-British style, such as stouts, porters, and brown ales. Medium attenuation helps with a dry finish that promotes a roasty note. Esters help to round, round out the overall flavor, making a soft, drinkable stout. We lost Bob. That's how, that's how it goes. Oh, I'm back. So, I'm um, taking a, a sip of this one. What's everybody's thoughts? It's, it's, it's um, getting this metallic yeah, aftertaste. Aluminum, yeah, yeah. I was thinking of like a, a, a like a dry Irish stout to start with, and then it. I think it looked like a dry, like, you know, it looked more of like a dry Irish stout, but has a bit more. Uh, uh, but you now I, I get that metallic aftertaste for it. It's mm-hmm. yeah, for me it was roasty, more like a porter than mm-hmm. a stout. Would I? Yeah, no, I, it's it's still porter, but like that that maybe I'm just hearing Irish, and I just think of Guinness. Yeah. Well, you can't say that. Uh, we can say whatever they we want. can't <laughs> say that. We can say that. So that was a big thing uh, when we took the tour here that uh, they will not name any of their clients. We want them to name Unless the names. Unless the client decides to go yeah. ahead and disclose the information Didn't themselves. they give a number, yeah. though? Something like uh, 60%, 60% of, of how many different oh. yeasts they have banked from br- oh. the oh, things yeah. they don't They've even sell. Like, it's like 300, 400, 400, 400 or something I like actually that. Actually, I've got that I got that over here in the stuff that I was about to go into. Uh, but nice segue. Me, me just... Uh, We'll go ahead and start talking about them, and we, I, I do know that the, the number they have is somewhere in this information. Uh, oh, here it is. I'll just go ahead and get that out of the way. Currently ranged around 700 different strains of yeast, 600 core strains that they propagate year-round, 
300 vault strains for seasonal and oddball strains, and over 300 that are proprietary to other breweries. That's crazy. The idea that, you know, if I'm a brewer and I have my yeast that's absolutely perfect, and I know that I can deal with it at my own brewery, but if my brewery burns to the ground and I lose my yeast, an it's, off-site location. it's saved in a bank. It's like banked back so nobody else can get it, and, and I've got it, mm-hmm. just in case. Well, so, and I'm I'm curious to how they so is that same yeast then I guess banked in all of these white labs locations across the, uh-huh. the kind of the world too know. so that there's that double backup so if this facility <laughs> well, burns I mean it could also be that they keep them for uh, depending on uh, uh, which coast they're on because they've got one here in Nashville and they've got their San Diego yeah San yeah, Diego yeah, location yeah, yeah. so at least in America you've got the the east and west half the U S kind of but if they haven't done it, yep. I think after that power outage they had out here on the East Coast, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that was be the impetus that made them back them up to the well, other And I know a lot of distilleries do yeah. the very same thing, too, because they're, they're very protective of their yeast strains for whiskey as well. And mm-hmm. they will make sure that they've got you know, different global locations, whether it's Asia, different it's north, south hemisphere. And, and we're going to be talking a lot about beer during the show, but to be perfectly honest, this is a yeast manufacturer that manufactures yep. for beer and wine and whiskey and yep. all kinds of distillations and, and even, you know, as we experienced in the restaurant, fermentations beyond uh, beer, uh, beyond alcoholic beverages. Solid right. fermentation. So, yeah, that's... <laughs> kimchi fries. fries. Can <laughs> we say that's the amazing... This is their only location where they have the uh, full kitchen, kitchen, full kitchen and restaurant. Like, this is amazing down there. Like, the food you can oh, get. Yeah. I mean, we were wolfing down chicken sandwiches and pizzas right before uh, the tour, and I don't... Everybody was very satisfied with what they got, and they've got that fermentation board. Yeah. So oh. there's lactobacillus fries mm-hmm. so how does that play in it? Is it do they brine them in that is it so lacto is your traditional sauerkraut kimchi all those and so I, I i'm wondering if they let them sit for a few minutes or if they let them go like oh yeah we Overnight. just let them go a day and a half over there to to kind of sour it up bring down the ph a little bit make them real tangy um they were also super crispy, which they makes were. me think mm, that yeah. it Double may fried. do something to the, the texture. No. I just thought they did kind of like a Belgium fry. Yeah. A double, mm. double frit kind yeah. of thing. Which is delicious. Yes, it was. <laughs> also, I love that uh, the water bottles that the serve your water from <laughs> yeah. are nice beakers. Mm-hmm. Early Meyer flask. That's an Early Meyer yeah. flask. Yes. <laughs> let's get this correct. Yeah. No straight sides. <laughs> um, My bad. Let's talk about this second beer, though, because I think All we right. tasted that first one. Let's taste that second one. Uh, I, I, I've already I've, I've read ahead, so... Um, <laughs> Oh, I didn't know we were allowed. Shit. <laughs> Shoot. I can't cuss on your show, can I? I mean, this one is fine. We get you an explicit fine. tag this episode. <laughs> we explicit tag the episodes when necessary, so. Or we edit in burp sounds when I've had too many. Right. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's that one to me different. is how a porter should taste. Yeah. That's, that is. That's. Oh. Now go back to the first one, and I you'll be able to pick up a whole lot more that wasn't there. I like the first one oh, better. Yeah. Oh. So what what we've kind of went to is that lager that that San Francisco lager, which mm-hmm. is technically your steam beer. It's, it's a high temperature lager, but it it produces very much fewer esters than what you're going to find on the side of of the um, the, the ale yeasts that we're, we're or the ale yeast we're we're looking at today. When you go back to it, I get diacetyl 
I didn't get it the first go around, and maybe because we had fat tire earlier, but I do right. get a little <laughs> bit of that hint of diacetyl back in that same um, that same beer going back into it, where I didn't excuse me didn't pick that up at first. Anybody else? I mean, I, I kind of get a little bit more of a round flavor on that first one, mm-hmm. where the second one is just sort of like uh, a quick finish. Yep, I'm yeah, getting uh, a, like round chocolate, like uh, milk chocolate on the first one after go- revisiting it. And then when I go back to the second one, the lager yeast one, it's more of like a flash in the pan, roasty coffee, but it like hits and then runs away. Yeah, so that second one I could drink all day. Mm-hmm. You would look at it and you'd be like, There's no way. But I could be sitting outside in the summertime cutting grass and then pounding those, uh, without getting that kind of heaviness. Whether or not it's actually there or not, that first one it feels more like a meal. Yeah. You know, it's just that it's that, that long finish on it. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel. Just, but yeah. there's, I, I like the way the comparison that you can tell if that's really the only thing that's changed yeah. was the yeast. There's I was going to say, there's like got to be some fermentation time differences, too, because it's different yeast. yeast. I, I would so be like curious to hear kind of the whole story of it. Yeah. goes through it. But, yeah, if the only thing that is different is the yeast and possibly how long it takes the yeast to, to you know, chow down on all that sugar, right. these are drastically different tasting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now it sounded like they did these two beers at the same temperature, which is interesting because you're wh- there's so many questions I have right now. That exactly. Somebody pick their mind. All right, right come on, <laughs> come on up here. Um, now on the second beer, these both have the same hops in them, same hop being schedule, so theoretically they should have the same IBUs. But on that second beer, I get a much different bitterness mm-hmm. than yeah. I do on that first well, one. As we learned at what was it Sierra Nevada with the zero IBU beer. IBUs are bullshit. Bull, bull, yeah. bull, bull <laughs> hockey. Um, <laughs> it, it, you know, bitterness is not just measured by IBUs. It's measured by so many other factors that go into it. And mm-hmm. um, Sometimes you can get kind of a bitter thing from malt, or you can get a bitter thing from, I guess, Orange yeast. Peel. Or, you know, I'm sure there's lots of other factors that go into it than that, but... Yeah, there's some there's some research that I've looked at, not not too far in depth, but even the the comp, uh, you know, yeast is uh, hops are preservative because they coat the outsides of some of the the cells that you don't want to to infect your beer. Well, there's some thoughts out there that some yeast cells will actually attract some of the bittering compounds, and so as you dump yeast, you're dip, bun- dumping out bitterness in that as well because right. they they can attach to the outside of those cells as well. So. Um, there's a completely different profile between these two beers to be the same hop, same malt. Even the color is different. It, it, which yeah. surprises me more than anything else. to me that how, uh, how different they are. Sa- yeah, it's, you would think same malt is not going to change the color mm-hmm. of it, at least much. And that was something that we heard today was about how yeast, or actually hops have been like the spotlight, right? Mm-hmm. And so... They were suggesting that malts are going to be the next big thing for yeah. different flavor profiles. But then English milds for the win. How we're just <laughs> seeing though yeast, yeah. you know, different. You could if you were a brewer and you made, you know, we all heard of smashes. Yeah. But how about so? How do you add that with the yeast? If you make a smashy. Make the exact same (laughs) recipe, but then you add a different yeast to it. I wonder that might be also an interesting thing to Mm -hmm. to experiment around with and with. With yeast specifically, um, if I buy 100 pounds of hops or if I buy 100 pounds of, 
of malt and I use that 100 pounds of malt or I use that 100 pounds of, of hops to make a beer, it's gone. But yeast, they're one of those things that you can reuse over and over again and actually gets better on the second, third, and fourth time around. And I think that's one of the big reasons that breweries are so shy about experimenting with yeasts because they they see, okay, I'm spending $250 on a pitch. I'm going to make that last as long as possible. Whereas if you're able to do the same thing that you do with hops and say, okay, we're going to make the same beer six different ways like they do here at White Labs, um, that's one of the things that I think really shows what yeast can do and make things totally different than than what you would expect going into a glass. I'm just thinking about this now of the idea of different of tweaking little things to get a different product and now I'm thinking of it in a musical sense like Is let's make sing? a fa- let's make a no <laughs> let's make like a it, you know your your cover of it let's it make all, a, <laughs> I just have to sing No 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 cut that out right now. <laughs> Uh, no, but Beer like the musical. But that I think I know what no, you're saying. Like a, that's like a, like a cover, right? right? But yeah. like do like a cover of it, and you make the same thing. Let's let's tweak something. Let's toss in a different yeast. Let's or and just see how the recipe changes it. Like I, I do think the that's same thing as everything else, except like one thing's off. I think that would be refreshing instead of let's make it different by throwing some adjunct in it and make mm. it total. You know, yeah. Yeah. all the six variants of a of a certain thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. By the time you get through your uh, coffee and uh, vanilla, vanilla, cinnamon, cinnamon, and chili peppers, that's pretty much uh, what, what, there's orange. One? Orange, you're getting orange okay. now. Yeah. Yeah. Right, we call it New Belgium. Rice I mean, we, we yeah. had we had almond joys and mounds on this trip. Yeah, <laughs> uh, in beer form. Let's be clear. <laughs> All right. Before we get, uh, we're not fatties. Okay. Before we get back in or off on another tangent, uh, we started and stopped to talk about exactly who White Labs yeah, let's, is. Let's let's talk a little bit about about who they are. Because since they are hosting us right now with yeah. some uh, free samples. Mm-hmm. So what began uh, what began as homebrewers searching for higher quality yeast quickly grew into a team of dedicated biochemists exploring new ways to advance brewing together, which is a weird. Like, like, oh, yeah, we're just going to homebrew. You know what? Let's just go get some biochem degrees and uh, <laughs> change the world. Well, today, uh, White Lab stands at the intersection of science, education, and craft, con- uh, constantly striving for perfection and in the process, continually raising the bar on the uh, in the art of fermentation. Uh, every day, they set out for a single mission to stretch the limits of science in order to get new standards in purity and freshness. And I will say, like, their, their proprietary bags that they're all about are a much more controlled and easier to use system than than like little tiny test tubes or the so. brewer stick yeah <laughs> or the brewer <laughs> stick oh. <laughs> uh, uh, from the industry's first pitchable liquid yeast to a complete revolution of the way it is propagated and packaged uh, they are continuing to innovate uh, they believe to creating the best most environmentally friendly products goes hand in hand with making the best use of uh, Best use of them and inspired a culture of education and collaboration with brewers, distillers, and winemakers all over the world. Uh, and they kind of go over the some of their more locations where they have San Diego, California, Asheville, uh, which is the one with the restaurant, uh, and Copenhagen in Denmark. Along these all make and distribute, along with Hong Kong, which is just a distribution facility. But seriously, <laughs> Hong Kong—that was not what I was expecting when we came through here. No, I wasn't expecting the Copenhagen, like, uh, how far the operation goes. I thought it was just, yeah, you I, know. I had no idea. 
Uh, Multinational white yes. labs. Uh, they have a couple of little little fun facts here. Uh, they uh, founded by Dr. Chris White in uh, early 1995s. Uh, when yeast was not very good, uh, he wanted <laughs> he wanted uh, better yeast and more of it, so he started tweaking brewer yeast uh, to a more robust uh, robust health with health uh, higher cell counts. Uh, and then I uh, mentioned how, how many of them they produce here, but uh, their yeast takes 17 to produce from cryo-freezer to packaging, which they talked about. Like, they uh, they they have a, a, like, what was it, negative... Negative, negative 80, 80, 80 Celsius. Celsius. 80, yeah. yeah. Absolute, uh, absolute zero, basically. <laughs> yep. uh, and they just come out there, they scrape a little bit off, off the, the frozen pack, put it in the Petri dish, and then, you know, put it inside the package and then start, like, you know, propagating it from there. And in 17 days, they have a whole thing of yeast. A of whole whatever big size. sack of yeast. Yeah. And 16 <laughs> out of the 17 days was just straight the yeast growing. Yeah. The yes. rest of it took like four for hours to scrape and then four said, hours to package. Yeah, they were saying like the guys who work in the packaging, it's like, oh, they can make like 400 liters of these bags in like 45 minutes. minutes. Yeah, it's kind of nuts. And all well, by only, hand. It's all by hand and there's well, only two guys that do it or something? That's yeah. the packaging part. Yeah, yeah. packaging. Yeah. Right. Uh, and they also mentioned, I think we said it already, but 60% of the GABF winners this uh, this past year used White Labs yeast. Yes. And, and the very large proportion of the homebrewers market uses White Labs. And I think that's where they've really kind of made their mark because there are some some big yeast producers out there that will sell their yeast to homebrewers. But... I don't know of another yeast company for homebrewers. So, not, I mean, I, don't I, I know of like a few. Y Yeast being y probably their the main y competitor. Y Yeast, Lavalin's yeah. out there. Omega. I just haven't really seen them because I'm not. And even them. some of the other competitors use White Labs resources <laughs> to create their yeast brand. Um, yeast Bay, I think, does mm. out in Y E A S T Bay um, to make some yeast that White Labs may not find viable to to make i mean you you've got to prop up this huge batch in order to sell it yeast bay is making smaller batches of these more niche type yeasts um, but using very similar technique and using some of the stuff um, provided by white labs to do that yeah yeah that's what's interesting about their vault series yeah and mm -hmm. well and they mentioned like they make tons of yeast like they're trying new yeasts but not all of them work. <laughs> like, and they don't know till they're in the middle of doing it. And they go, oh, no. No, no, no. Burn that. <laughs> Write down what it is so we Just never do it again. Destroy and that set yeast that from the fire. world. <laughs> right. And I could totally see, uh, I mean, they're not going to get rid of any of these. They're going to isolate them and put them over to the side. But I could totally see, just like we <laughs> did mean, with hops. They're the CDC of bad yeast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> flamethrowers around um, but just like with we what we did with hops we went out and we found that people used to not like citrusy hops they wanted those those real traditional um i know what you're talking about i rubbed that stuff straight onto my skin yesterday yeah so well that's the way it goes um but they want those traditional flavors or and at least they did 40 years ago now people want citrusy hops. So some of these hops that were discovered years ago, they're just trying to bring them back and prop them back up because it, it's it's a whole taste change that happens. So what we may find now that, okay, this yeast really sucks, but it may be really good for making seltzers. 
And so whenever you come back around, you're, you're going to take out all the flavor. But you know what? It converted every ounce of that alcohol to or every ounce of that sugar to alcohol. And to, to piggyback off your point here, uh, I know we've been primarily talking about beer for a long time. And I'm, I'm uh, clearly the whiskey guy of the group right now. But there's a lot of craft distillation over the last few years that's taken off in the United States. And when you are a small-time distiller who's trying to get your product out there and make something unique... It's going to set yourself apart from the big guys. You've got an opportunity to work with a product that somebody might not have thought of to try before. Yeah, and what your fermentable is too. So if you're fermenting wort from from malt, malted barley, it may turn out different than if you're doing agave right. or if you're doing um, corn. Yep, for yeah. that matter. All right. So uh, we talked a little bit about what is yeast in a previous episode. You can go back and what is <laughs> and listen to that if you so desire. Um, we're we're sorry. in a classroom. There's probably like a stack of books over there. there is. No, there is a, <laughs> only there's, there's a, a book. book. Literally. <laughs> I've got a, the, the book, Yeast, that Casey actually has. I have, I've got that. I've got two copies of it, actually, because <laughs> Chris White was around, and I didn't have my copy, and I, got, I bought one, so he would sign it. Um, <laughs> I know, really. This is, this is the way it goes. Really? We're going to lambast someone for being a nerd and while we're at a yeast lab? <laughs> in like a weird classroom. Recording like, a podcast. Flasks and yeah. <laughs> uh, let's. Let's go ahead and say this, though. They do some really cool classes here. So if you do have the opportunity to go online and check out White Lab's website, um, they've got some classes not only for your your big brewers, but if you're just a, a brewing enthusiast who wants to know more about yeast, you can do like three-day seminars and even get certified on, on being a yeast tech or whatever here. So um, go check out their education side of the website, both here in Asheville and on the San Diego side if you're listening from that coast. Um, let's talk a little bit about their process. So we talked, we, we hinted a little bit that they start off in that, that very clean, sterile almost environment where everybody's in lab coats with, with sterile clothing on and, and beard covers on. Cause <laughs> because I mean, they all would have beards. Everyone has beards. <laughs> because yeah. of Asheville. Yeah. 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 Even the women have beards. They do. It's true. It's, it's like a uh, dwarven settlement. There you go. Um, so it starts over there. They bring the yeast out, and they're, they're basically just scraping off a perfect yeast cell that's been uh, stopped from changing over time. And they'll put it into these giant bags. So these plastic bags, I mean, how, how they, large were those? They, had, they showed us a small one. <coughs> yeah, it was, was 20 liters. Like, the small one was yeah, 20 liters. Like, like, a, like, what, two foot by, like... Mm. Four foot or something? Yeah. They said the big ones are, what, 400? Yeah. 400 so, liters? So uh, It's basically a story tall and a story wide. So I don't know the, the dimensions. It's probably 20 feet tall, something like that. Um, and uh, and almost the, the same. 20 feet high, <laughs> breathing yeast. It burps in the sky. <laughs> white labs. <laughs> Watch out. Yeast man will be there to oh. save the day. Man, Do you notice on yeast I'm man? I'm just wondering now like, how yeah. deep a reference that I just made no, for no, the no, old it's a 70s deep Godzilla yeah. cartoon. Yep. I uh, like the yeast man. I, I saw him on uh, what? There's like the map they had. Yeah. Yeah. What it, was that? It's hila- It's like a yeast molecule, isn't it? Uh, it? So it's just a. I mean, it's like a Superman yeast, but <laughs> he's holding a white labs bag in his hand. <laughs> but well, there first was something thing that my mind was, too, was, was that a propagating yeast? It was a yeast? bud. It yes. was a yeast it bud coming propagating. off. Yeah. <laughs> it was like his child. <laughs> we were watching Yeast Man bear a child on that picture. Before we were watching. <laughs> he was budding. Um, toast man. That's or was it was more of like uh, toast man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, what was it from? Rin uh, Yeah. Rin Oh my gosh! Why am I blank? No, I was talking about uh, thinking about uh, get your ass to Mars. 
Oh, yeah. oh um, <laughs> why am what, I blanking? The, uh, Total Recall. Total, yeah, 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 but Total like uh, the the thing where he's like a. You talking about the taxi? A parasite, where what? he's like coming out of the chest. Like oh, Guado. oh, yeah, uh, okay. Guado. Yep. Guado. Deep cut. Wow. Come on, um, I was the only one on that. <laughs> no, we just weren't sure where you were going at first. I was hearing powdered toast man over here. So <laughs> my bad. So they take the, those giant bags and basically pump in the jams, oxygen. There's a name for this. What, what are they called again? Uh, like, uh, flex cells. I think we're flex supposed cells. to call them flex that. Flex cells. Flex cells. TM. Cells trademark. Yeah. TM. It's flex cells because the whole system that they use of the flex cell system. Flex cell technology. Yeah. So it's all the different sizes are flex cells. No, there's another. There's another thing on there that's a pure pitch. Uh, yep. The, the pure pitch yeah. is. Yep. Uh, yeah, there's a whole like thing <laughs> going on there. <laughs> So they'll they'll take those and they'll they'll basically go from a slurry into a wart, which we discovered today they don't make here. No, and we discovered that there is some guy whose job <laughs> is to just make wart. He doesn't get to make beer. No, he makes. He gets some beer. He makes, but most of it is just so wart. much wart that it qualifies as one of the top ten, ten breweries, breweries in the country or world. They, He's in the U.S. US. In the U.S. And he never gets to turn it into beer. Here's the thing that really struck me about it, too, though, because they they had two, and these are pallet-sized boxes with big, you know, plastic bags. Think like bag wine, you know what I mean? Only it's all wart. Yeah. Right, yeah. And there were Slap that franzia of wart. Exactly, (laughs) right. Just two skids of this stuff just sitting there on top of this one rack. And I'm like, holy crap. And so this is just an inkling of how much this guy has to spend his time. There's like a fire hose nozzle on the end of it. That doesn't taste like anything. Yeah, that's that's the thing, too. It's wart, but not even, like, like beer wart is not delicious. It's like sugar water, but... This is like even not yeah. as delicious. <laughs> there's, there's probably well, with the added zinc and all yeah, that they add all kinds of crap. Maybe yeah, yeah, they're they're yeah. Hand, so then you can actually get the, the the individual yeast results out of this. So you're trying to make it as just neutral as possible. Yep. So they're make it as yeast friendly as you can. Yeah, so they're right. sending that also to Copenhagen. Yeah, that's what got me. Yeah. So it's all nobody makes wort here all in, in San Diego, and they right. ship it to all or their Copenhagen other locations. That they could. Doesn't seem like it makes sense to me. Like it seems like it would be cheaper just to put a brew house in in all these locations <laughs> and do it there. Unless, well, yeah, put a brew house in here. Unless because of what they're doing, it has to go through a little bit more advanced of a process, well, like pasteurization instead of that's not that or hard, not pasteurization though. but sterilization. Add, add yeah. to the fact, no, we, it was of, of all the tours we've been on over the course of the weekend, one of the things they kept talking about, particularly between Sierra Nevada and New Belgium is making sure that the water was consistent so that they were making the same product. Right, so if you have a controlled environment where you're kicking out the same wart from the same dude using the (laughs) same water and the same product... You have, and this is the nerdiness of it, right? Because yeah. now, but look at look at a brewery like Budweiser that all across the country can right. strip their water down and they make the same beer. It's, it's not, but it, they are one of yeah, the biggest yeah. places look, that does that in yeah, a yeah. large yeah. scale. The reason sure. the reason Budweiser was big was they were the quality controlled. Sure, you, know, you get that the same as. And one place as you do in another. You know? How expensive is it to ship a, a, a truckload that's of wort exactly across the yeah. ocean to Copenhagen? Well, I think like a, yeah. it's, that's it's what crazy. he was okay. saying, though, was that they it's not just the wort they're shipping. They will ship every beer. So yeah. all the yeah. beers that are we have here, so wort they basically here. just said it, uh, it wasn't that much. We're already shipping something. Yeah. Yeah. Might as well yeah. ship right. wort with it. Yeah. 
Still, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just I seems so crazy you. to me. But it's like at New no Belgium, about to go ballistic. New Belgium and Sierra Nevada, they both were talking about how expensive it could possibly be mm-hmm. to you know match if however you're doing it to match the water quality. Yeah, yeah I, I feel at this level, um, most labs that I've been to automatically just start with reverse osmosis. You start, and with, build. You start with the absolute base that yeah. you can have. And then, mm-hmm. and then build up from there, um, at least on the, the lab level. Um, that's where you start with, just because you can control everything. Because even even the torrential rains that we've had here <laughs> can change the water profile right. completely. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was interesting that they did ship that. It's just, I, I just I can't wrap my head around the cost-effective side of it or the sustainability or, or side. Yeah. Yeah. Someone has ran argument. someone has ran numbers on that, and it is more right. cost-efficient for yeah. them to do it. And it makes you wonder maybe the amount of wort they actually have to ship. Maybe it's not that maybe much. not because we only did see those two, two. probably five hundred liter totes or something well, like well that. And so I mean, we could, you could that's see not their focus, right? I mean, their yeah. focus isn't brewing beer. They do it, right. But that's not their job. Like you could see but that lack of all of them. So like maybe and like those are supposed to all have wort already in there, so it could eat eat it up. But right. maybe that's only like you know like it was didn't look like that much it compared to like shipping. 500 kegs of beer or something. Right. right. Just so, to, yeah. um, as a logistics nerd here, that was one of my previous jobs. Um, you I know standard pallet sizes, all that. To give you an idea of the size of those boxed warts, it was four feet cubed. So yeah. long, tall, wide. If anybody can run numbers on, you know, <laughs> liters in a in a four space, foot cube, I failed math. So. What's what's the, so I know I came that up with four, and I don't know that that's right. I think four <laughs> liters, <laughs> two thousand pounds is about the limit on any of those pallets. So yeah, uh, I don't know how many pounds to the gallon, but no, <laughs> how, yeah. take off how many shoes still so can count? Four. How many of these will it take to get a bird drunk? There's a reason I'm studying legal stuff, so you guys are gonna have to figure this one out. I but yeah, if they're <laughs> if they're doing if those are five hundred liter containers, and they're doing. 17 400 liter bags per week. They're only shipping like 20 of those probably a week or less. So, was it 17 they said or 12? They do 12 and it takes 17 days. Yeah. So, they only do 12 of those per it's like one tractor trailer. Yeah. One one Smokey and the Bandit <laughs> is all it takes. So, He's down and down. I think may we're, not. I think we're shipping right. that we much beer back home with us after we leave. That's Asheville right. Yeah. Yeah. So. It may not be as big of a deal, especially when you you ship one 18-wheeler load versus paying another bob in production to come here. <laughs> it may be worth what, it. What, what, after some quick Google food, it is approximately this 500 gallons per box. Okay. 500 gallons? Yes. How many Slightly in liters? Less, but oh, I have to. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> liter. Throwing them off. 2.2 times, or no, that's kilograms. Can we sell liter cola? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Google is, is died. Okay, Google. well, it's fine. Google shit the bed. So after after it's packaged in this FlexCell technology... Trademark. Trademark. <laughs> um, <laughs> TM. The, it gets sent off for a um, oh, what, heat seal treatment right which i thought was really cool they send these off to basically the heat sealers that they've done have been the hardest part of this whole and i remember chris white gave a talk at a homebrew conference or something he was like we spent years just trying to figure out how to 
how to heat seal this packaging. To make they had to run. get a rocket scientist to yeah. help yeah. them. <laughs> right. we, the, we don't literally. know how. Yeah, we just know a rocket scientist. The tour guide was even like, I've worked here for however long and still have never heard the story of this. And he's like, I have no idea why a, a rocket scientist had to be brought in. But <laughs> he said, but it says it on the sign the right there, so it must be true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So they, they heat seal these individual packets in strips. And I think it's cool that the strips are all identically wide. They're the same width as the height of the pure pitch that you use as homebrewers, but they just make them longer or taller or however you want to make it. Um, and it's like a bunch of homebrew pitches in one go. Yeah. Um, whether it's, I think they sell it in 500 uh, yeah, a two liter. liters and then a, a two liter and a 1.5 liter and they basically mix, mix and match those depending on what your size of the brewery is so if you need you know 30,000 liters you buy that many bags just so. picture, like you said two liters I'm just picturing a two liter of coke of yeast well that's probably where they I mean they started in in the kind of the bottles that the Nalgene style bottles shipping in that so not too far off from the two yeah. liters of Coke, probably. <laughs> but after they do that, we got to see the storage room. That cooler <laughs> is gi- like you look at it like from like the room, and you just see the wall, and you're like, oh, oh yeah, that's that's a cooler, that's a walk-in, sure. And then you just you know you walk around it, and you realize you're walking around the the walk-in, and it's like, oh oh, it's super deep. And you, you run to the other side, and you're like, oh god, it's super wide. You look in the little hole, and then you're just like, it's just racks yeast. upon racks upon rows of yeast. Yep. That is a playground. <laughs> right there. you just picturing Pee-wee's Playhouse in there? I'm picturing Willy Wonka for sure inside there. I'm just picturing if the power goes out again uh, for a, an extended period, and you have bags leaking, What kind of, is, some kind of weird monster is going to come out of that. that it's going to be Resident Evil. They said Evil. that they ordered generators. <laughs> the generators are on the way, but in that time, there could be another power outage. Do, do you want zombies? Because that's how you get zombies. Exactly. <laughs> this, is, this is where it all begins. Is Asheville, is Asheville Raccoon City? Who knows? <laughs> is this where it begins, or is this the one safe spot because the antidote is in that cooler? Also possible. <laughs> Maybe both. Why not both? Why not both? When they ship it out, I find that to be the, the coolest part because they're using these bags to and and so let's go back with, about the shipping wort thing because like I can't get <laughs> off it right. So they do ship wort to here, and I was thinking I was like, well, why don't they just if they're going to ship the wort, why don't they just ship the yeast? There's going to be less poundage for that than there is for the for the wort itself. But it all comes down to getting it to their customer quickly. quickly so that's the reason. I guess to assume it's easier to temper, temperature control. Quickly, like in a short term, in a in a you know. If if you're going to pack it in a cooler bag that's in a box, you want it to get to your customer overnight. Yeah. And so if you're shipping from here to the East Coast, then it's overnight and that's easy and it's a lot cheaper than shipping from, you know, San Diego or, or the West Coast to the East Coast or even to, you know, Hong Kong. Copenhagen. Yeah, yeah. Copenhagen at this rate. So um, the wort isn't expiring in the amount of time it takes it to truck it across the U.S., but that yeast certainly would if it had to had to spend that time. There's also a whole other side to this, too, of spreading out your product when you're dealing with something like yeast. Say some kind of contamination issue happens yep. and you, our entire lab is compromised. We have to destroy all of this and start from scratch. You've got these other labs across the country that have stock in basically and you can then send some of that over and then propagate that and like it, it it 
the more you spread out across the the world, mm-hmm. the safer your product is and the the better um, risk management. The, yeah, I mean it's it's smart as a company like this to spread out as as thin as possible across the world. And as we already established earlier in the show too, the fact that it does not take that much time to propagate and replenish. Right. I mean, you limited amount to just yep. okay. Yep. Hey, we've got it backed up. We're good. And I guarantee, I've not heard this, but I guarantee that we've got these sites where they they operate and they have businesses. But they've probably got ten to fifteen others where they've just got cold storage somewhere. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm, well, I there I can't remember if it was a brewery or here, but there was like a brewer owner who would take the yeast strains home and just put them in their own fridge because they it was just another place and and it turned out that one of the the breweries they lost their yeast strain in the brewery and the only one they had was what the brewer had taken <laughs> home and put in its fridge for personal use or just to, to kind of bring it there thanks for saving our brewery but you're <laughs> still <Yeah>. fired <laughs> <laughs> look i know you bro- I, know, I know you saved us and all but you broke protocol we're gonna all have of, to have you killed all of our beer tastes like weak old lasagna for some <laughs> reason <laughs> For sure. <laughs> so out you know of these, somebody's going to make that now. <laughs> out of these two beers that we have in front of us, I think it really kind of shows off exactly what the yeast can do. Yeast yeast create a lot of of the flavor of a beer. So what goes into that is, of course, temperature and time and and all the things that you can vary. But being able to keep everything there constant. What's your all's favorite out of these two yeast strains? Irish. I'm leaning towards the other side. I like the uh, the more rounded, kind of easy drinking uh, San Francisco style. I, I, like also, I also like the San Francisco. San Francisco L yeast. It's yeah. weird because like the they're pretty close. The 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 Irish one, it's drier and it has like that that. When you said metallic, it's all I can taste. It's all I can taste for like, like ten minutes. Like I keep taking another sip. Like nope, just metal. It's all I can all I can find now. But like it's it's like a dark bitter chocolate and it's kind of like uh, a bit drier see for the other me one is like just like candy at first mm-hmm. for me the first one it definitely has a longer finish but i don't think it's a pleasant finish it's kind of one of those uh, it's like you can go away now which is kind of <laughs> why i lean towards the second one it's a, a little bit harsher bitter yeah. i think yeah. yeah yeah i think that's one of the things i enjoyed about it too is it first off the uh the san francisco as we talked about before it didn't drops off a little bit more quickly, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's, it doesn't have the same level of, of character, I think, as the Irish does. And that's generally one of the things that I tend to look for when I'm having a beer or whiskey or whatever is something that's got a little bit more going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have necessarily even have to agree with it sometimes. It just, if it has some conflicting notes or agreeable notes or just a, a bit more than one, I might find that more interesting than something that's just unoffensive. Absolutely, mm-hmm. I, I totally get that. I think I'm I'm more leaning towards that that quick finish, the dry finish that I'm getting on the San Francisco side mm-hmm. because of all the beers that we've already had today. Mm-hmm. It's one of those, you know, I finished it at New Belgium with a excuse me uh, with a brute because I was just like, man, I've had a lot of beer, and <laughs> it was just nice to have something to clean the palate. I feel like that's more of a I mean, that's a pool drinking stout or a porter to me right there because right. in the middle of the summer I could drink some of those and not get that filling. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I went back to it, I got a little bit of a s- uh, sweet note at the end that I didn't mm-hmm. get the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that was easily 
for me, more approachable and just enjoyable. Mm -hmm. I think that first one took me back to when I didn't know that much about craft beer, but I knew this other beer was from overseas, so it's been around for a few hundred years. Mm -hmm. It might be good. Uh, uh, and also trying that seltzer at um, yeah. New Belgium <laughs> right before we left was interesting, oh, yeah, too, we had because the it was a non-alcoholic yeah, seltzer, How were they? and it was I just, didn't it get was to just either. fruity. And but we had a seltzer. story behind that. We had to poke our tour guide about, hey, what's New Belgium? <laughs> Are they looking at right. entering this hard seltzer space? He was like, uh, not that he knew of currently, and not that they're working on it, anything, actually. Yes. One of the guys, <laughs> uh, a couple of the guys in the uh, tap room had made a non-alcoholic seltzer that they were serving out of there. I did not get to try it. Who here got to try it? Oh, yeah. I did. I didn't try it. No, I didn't. What did you guys think? It was. It just said fruity, so whatever it was. I mean, it's just I seltzer it like water. I think they're using their excess carbon that they or carbon dioxide that they yep. collect. And make some fizzy water out of it. It wasn't bad. If it had some, I could mix it with a gin or with a vodka. Or <laughs> that's just that's just my and nature. Take but a whiskey drink. Now, take a drink. One of the things that I, and I've, I've talked about this a couple times before with you guys. I I am a huge huge fan of using seltzer as a palate cleanser. Yeah. Whether you're doing whatever wi tasting wine, beer, whiskey that you're doing in between hand in between different beverages. A seltzer works really good to clear the palate. I'm and just that's one of the things. Yeah, I'm agree. just now thinking about using hard seltzers for gin and tonics. Yeah. Oh yeah. <sighs> Bob trying to get wrecked. Drink <laughs> <laughs> some alcohol with your alcohol. <laughs> Yo, Doug, I heard you like drunk. Well, it's, it's funny because <laughs> I use hard drunk, seltzers as my palate cleansers. So I mean, <laughs> <it all fits. laughs> you do you. <laughs> um, I think it had. It was almost mango flavored to me. The one they had there. But what uh, you know, we went to. The breakfast place of Asheville this morning, Biscuit Head. And did you notice what was on their, their menu beyond? So they can't serve hard liquor, or they don't serve hard liquor. They serve wine and beer. Um, so they, their mimosas and everything are done with, of course, the, the champagne or the, right. the wine. They also had Truly. Did they? I missed that. Yeah. Oh. Truly was up there. So they had Dale's Pale Ale and Truly all right side by side. But um, a breakfast place with a hard seltzer. That, that screams Asheville to me. That, uh, yeah, that, that, that was what <laughs> I was going to say. I mean, come on, how more? I made it as far as gravy flight and stopped reading the menu. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even get to the I drinks. Didn't, I didn't need more after that. The fat boy in me just cried out in joy when I saw <laughs> the gravy flight. But. Oh, they, they've got some delicious gravies. Um, I would really like to know from White Labs, and I wish we had somebody here for this, but I would really like to know what yeast strain they suggest for seltzers. Hmm. I mean, yeah, you got to have it. I, that's how you get I, alcohol. I imagine it's probably something that, that doesn't taste good, but is super efficient. I don't know that taste is all that important. You're stripping so much out afterwards. Mm -hmm. Just right. Filtration. I'm just saying like, I it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't it matter if it cares. Yeah, I just meant like even if it doesn't, if they've got something, oh, we've got all this backlog of terrible tasting stuff, but it's really efficient. <laughs> yeah, high attenuation. Mm. If if we had the cables to hook up the phone, we could just call Braxton right now and see if they would <laughs> answer <right laughs> <for us>. Braxton. <laughs> How are you going to do this? So tell what me about yeast and your hard <laughs> seltzers. What? Would you like us to pick anything up on our way back? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? Um, would you like us to here? bring you a brand new like facility to <laughs> do I'm, all this in? I'm actually fairly certain, and by fairly certain, certain that uh, Evan Rouse was down here last weekend. Oh, um, okay. At White Labs uh, or just in just town? Just in Asheville. Yeah, uh, okay. Doing wedding planning oh. and probably lots of beer drinking and <laughs> lots of <laughs> market Asheville? research. That's how you, yeah. that's how you plan. <laughs> you can write that off. <laughs> right. It's drinking you can, you can put on your taxes. Exactly. So uh, 
This has been an amazing weekend so far, but we're not done. Uh, we've still got more breweries to hit and a bottle share tonight. Someone will die. <laughs> they will. They will. It's a good beer. And if somebody doesn't die because, from alcohol poisoning, alcohol we will po- kill you. Just to say it's not because died. alcohol poisoning. We just have like a loaded, uh, ritual. Yeah, we have a loaded gun, one bullet, and it's Russian roulette yeah. time, guys. We're just looking for somebody to name a beer after us. That's all that we're <laughs> yeah. In memorandum. That one... That one time in Asheville? Yeah, one time in Asheville where I died. (laughs) (laughs) Either that or had a drink. (laughs) Had a drink. That's what you're going to name my memorial beer. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Well, uh, we got to pack all this stuff up, and then we've still got to get over to High Wire and a few other places downtown, maybe revisit some places. So we've got things to do, things to drink. and. Hopefully uh, next time, I don't know if we'll be back in Asheville, but we'll be doing this again in another city. And hopefully you guys can meet us there and we can have another good time. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Chicago. <laughs> Sweet home, Chicago. Jamaica. Aruba. <laughs> Ooh, I want it. Right. Copenhagen. All right, guys. Copenhagen. Uh, you, uh, you know where to find us. Go check out the website, haveadrinkshow.com. Uh, there's all kinds of more shirts and hats now up on the hats. website. We're adding more and more up there. It's just fun stuff. Again, we don't make a profit off of this. We've priced it so that well, at least we're not paying for part of it anymore. We <laughs> used it the first batch. We paid for half of the stuff. Uh, <laughs> half Thank price you. shirt feels real <laughs> nice. <laughs> we start with sales. <laughs> yeah. And then we take the pr- – that's not how it's supposed to work, is it? No. <laughs> oh, well, all right. Um, all of a sudden, I know how we're going to eliminate money at tax time, though. There you go. All right, guys, but uh, we'll catch you again next week. I am Christopher Walker. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before we go, let's go ahead and say uh, thank you, big thank you to uh, White Labs Labs. uh, for letting us come up here and utilize their their classroom space. Let us. uh, The cultivation room. Yep. The the culture room. Culture Culture. room. Culture. Um, Let us come in and and kind of talk a little bit and and have uh, have us uh, a tour lined up. So that was always fun. Indeed. Much appreciated. And and our panel. our Panel of judges. <laughs> I still can't get more than a seven out of smoke. The Russian judge says. <laughs> we'll go down with you guys first. So, uh, again, in, I guess in the order that you were introduced. I'm Jim Nash. The Gnarly Gnome. And where can they find you, Gnome? Right here. Asheville right now. I might move here. No. TheGnarlyGnome.com. <laughs> Wouldn't blame you. Smoke. And I'm Eric. All right, guys, and uh, we'll catch you guys in another week or so, hopefully. Uh, We're trying to stay up on this editing. You may have noticed some things getting dumped in large batches. Uh, Babies. Much like pitching yeast. Babies have been happening. Speaking of the bottle share. And speaking of babies, again, congratulations, Casey. Papa Casey. Yeah, I was able to. Hey, Brittany, I know uh, you didn't know I was coming down when you were editing (laughs) this. Uh, Yeah, I didn't know I was going to be able to make it down here, but uh, luckily Ashley said, uh, you can go ahead, just make it back by tonight, so. To Asheville and back in one day. <laughs> so he's going after this. But uh, yeah, I am Christopher Walker. I'm Justin Fraser. I'm Casey Price. We'll see you all next time. Bye, guys. Bye.